0: There's a poem in this place, a poem in America, a poet in every American who rewrites this nation, who tells a story worthy of being told on this minnow of an earth to breathe hope into a palimpsest of time. A poet in every American who sees that our poem penned doesn't mean our poems end. There's a place where this poem dwells. It is here, it is now in the yellow song of dawn's bell where we write an American lyric we are just beginning to tell. In This Place, an American Lyric by Amanda Gorman, who was the, America's first National Youth Poet Laureate in 2017. And you can find the full poem on splitthisrock.org. Greetings and salutations, everyone. I am Stacy, And my name is Adila. Welcome to our podcast, A Seat at Our Table,
1: Present and Black. This is a podcast to empower, motivate, educate, and entertain our folk, as we discuss everything from current events, adulting, politics, our careers, and everything in between from our unique Black female perspective. Stacey and I decided to start this podcast because we wanted to use our voices to touch the lives of others. And we have a lot of things to say, so we thought that you guys would really appreciate, you know, learning from us and getting a couple of chuckles in along the way. So go ahead and buckle in and listen up. Awesome. So first, we're going to do a brief deep breathing exercise. So if you're at a place where you can, go ahead and close your eyes. And take a deep inhale in through your nose. And let it out through your mouth. And take another deep inhale in through your nose, bringing in positivity and light. And another one out through your mouth, letting out all of the negativity and hateration. Go ahead and embrace yourself and breathe in positivity and affirmations and say to yourself that you are amazing because it's true. I am amazing because it's true. (laughs) All right, you guys, we're going to go ahead into our first section, which is called isms so these are our isms these are things that stacy and i believe that we do um, that may be unique to us maybe somebody else out there also does it but these are things that we do that maybe nobody else does so we're going to talk a little bit about that in our sections called the isms so stace you want to go first
0: all right well we can start with the childhood rambunctious behavior so tell us about some of your rambunctious behavior as a child. Um, I think the biggest thing
1: with me when I was a kid was my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, that used to get me into a lot of trouble. Um, I mean, I am the youngest of four girls and I um, coincidentally have four older stepbrothers so I am the baby on both sides and I had a lot of things to say and sometimes that got me into trouble (laughs) but as an adult I talk for a living so ha! Jokes on my parents You were just preparing yourself for your future. I was. I saw my destiny. They couldn't see it, but I saw it already. The Lord had showed
0: it to me. Mm. I hear you. Um, Similarly with me being um, a very quiet person, always been a quiet person, even when I was a kid, I mostly talked to adults. That's who I felt comfortable around. (laughs) So um, you it would probably be hard to believe that I had a smart mouth. Like my mouth got me in trouble because I always had to get the last word. Mm -hmm. I wasn't just talking just to be talking. It was, well, yeah, that's what it was. I had to get the last word. Um, and in high school I stayed on punishment because of my mouth. And, um, it's, I can tell you today as an adult, um, Yeah, I've grown. I know, you know, sometimes you, everything doesn't need to be said, right? Just keep your mouth shut and going about your business. So that's that for the childhood rambunctious. So I guess for me, that wasn't really rambunctious because like I said, I was very, very quiet and I um, kept to myself, except for my family. Like I was the goofiest person you would ever the goofiest child probably in the world. But when I got around people, it was just like, "Mm -mm, I don't know you. I'm not talking to you, stranger danger.
1: Even people we knew for years. But I would say the same as an adult. Like you're the same way now.
0: Um, I am, aren't
1: I? (laughs) Yeah. If people, if like when people meet us, because I am obviously the extrovert, when people meet us, they're just like, how does this, work and I'm like when you know Stacy, then she's just like you're sometimes goofier than I am and people
0: don't even realize <laughs> that oh you have an
1: amazing sense of humor
0: you remember that time we were at my brother's house and he was just looking at us as like, <laughs> like, uh, so it's like how does this work like us I was like how oh, does this work like I don't really say much unless you know I like to watch how people move and figure people out but um it was just I guess a different vibe he was he was very confused your mother was the same way um we're gonna talk on another episode of how she was giving you gifts behind my back oh my god that's because people love me (laughs) (laughs) you better not still have it but no um so moving along (laughs) There's this other thing, um, for me, um, coming up, I love, well, I shouldn't say coming up. I still love food, but I used to love bread. It was my favorite thing in the world. And this Mm. is really weird. Um, I used to chew it up. Mind you, I was, I was a child. I used to chew it up and then I would take it out of my mouth, ball it up. And look at it because it was bread. i like, I want to see it. It just felt, it felt nice. And then I would take bites out of the little ball of bread and <laughs> eat it that way.
1: No way. It was
0: enjoyable like that. Bread was delicious. I've never seen you do this. Because I was a child. I would never do that. Now you would be out of a restaurant. Let me take this out of my mouth and look at
1: it. <laughs> so that makes me think about the ginger. At the sushi restaurant.
0: Is that when you ate?
1: When I was about to, and you like took it out of my Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, oh, one day, Adila, we were at a restaurant and... I don't know what it was. I had tried something. I don't know if I liked it. I think it was like a lobster. I don't even know if I liked it, but it, it was in my mouth and then it wasn't in my mouth anymore. It was <laughs> back on my plate. My, it was on my plate. So Adela decided she wanted to try <laughs> the whatever it was. <laughs> what happened after that?
1: <laughs> in my defense, I had had a few margaritas. <laughs> So i was not sober number 1 and number 2 i didn't know it was already chewed up i thought it was <laughs> i thought it was like just fresh but again multiple margaritas had been consumed so the intoxication was quite high <laughs> and when i reached over i think we were talking and you know i have the attention span of a, of a dog. And so I, my, I saw food and I grabbed it and you like grabbed my hand and you shook it. You were like, no,
0: put it down. <laughs> <laughs> like I was a child. <laughs> and I was like, well, what's
1: wrong with it? Yeah. That, that took our relationship to a whole nother level. <laughs> we trying to eat, eat your regurgitated food.
0: <laughs> it's gross. All right. That was fun.
1: S- speaking of things that we like to eat, Um, I, my ism for this week is that I really enjoy putting my, um, biscuits on the stove. So I like, so you take like the biscuits out the can Mm -hmm. and I like to fry them on the stove, like a pancake. And then I dip them in some cookie butter. Oh my God. It's a good time.
0: Wait. So like the Pillsbury can, like the Mm -hmm. the in the blue can and then you smash them down?
1: Mm-hmm. I grill them on both sides with some butter on the some vegan butter on the stove I don't know why that's different to me because for ever whatever reason the vegan butter tastes much better than regular butter But it, anyway, it does. so I grill it on both sides, it's kind of like flat and then it's like puffy like a pastry in the middle and then I got this Biscoff cookie butter and I just take that butter and I slide it on there when it's warm because it melts a little bit it's a good time.
0: Well, sounds good.
1: It's delicious. That
0: really, actually, sounds and that'll be like a quick dessert mm-hmm. that somebody was like, "Oh, she was in the kitchen all day making this dessert." And you mm-hmm. be like, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. And if you want to make it real fancy, you can put some parsley on her. You know.
0: <laughs> wow, that does sound good though, and it's quicker than waiting for it to cook in the. Is that why you do it?
1: Right. That's another reason because <laughs> having a child, I be having to find my ways. You know. <laughs> trying to speed things along you. oh man so that concludes our section of the ism so let's go into our talking points for this week in the section called this week's ramblings
0: okay so this week thinking about you know everything that's been going on this year the question comes to mind is it time to leave america And yes, you heard me correctly. I said America. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's been a lot of global unrest that pretty much came to head after George Floyd was murdered, right? And that catalyzed protests all over the world, not just here um, in our country, but everywhere. And I know people before this time our, our kinfolk, especially, like, we're going to leave, at least in my circles, it's time to leave, we don't want to be here, the racism and everything. Um, but the protests have di- died down, right? Now what? Are, are we still, so I guess the question is, what do you think about packing your stuff and your family's stuff, if you could, and skipping to the loo somewhere else?
1: Well... I've been wanting to leave America for at least the last decade. <laughs> Just putting <laughs> put that new. out there. <laughs> nothing new. Been trying to get out of here for a long time. My mother doesn't want me to leave because she knows once I leave, I'm never coming back. Um, but been trying to go forever and a day. If I could pack up my family and relocate, I absolutely positively would. Mm -hmm. excuse me um i know that there are people i will miss uh, because like i said never coming back but i i would probably get up and go to like europe or i i heard that barbados is doing this amazing thing where they're like paying um paying for like living expenses or something for a year when you move there so like Mm -hmm. that's been on my radar um And at this point, the only thing that's holding me here is the fact that my husband has to like physically go to his job because (coughs) once that's no longer a problem, we're going to be out of 2000. What about you?
0: Yeah. I've been wanting to leave for a while now and just, you know, before all of this, well, I shouldn't even say before all of this, because we live this every day. This is our lives. And, um, just, okay, let's get out of here, see something different. Because you hear other folk from different countries, oh, it's not like this in our country. You know, Americans, you, you guys do things differently. You focus on different things. I'm like, well, hmm. let me get out here and see what that's really about. Do I believe that? Mm-mm we're hated around the world, right? Mm. We, even in the motherland, because being an American, right? Mm -hmm. And then being brown on top of that, people don't want us. You you might go to a few countries. I think anywhere you go, you're going to find a subset of people who are just hateful. Mm -hmm. It's not um, something, it's not an American issue. It's not a USA issue. That's worldwide. So just trying to get out and see what else is out there and be well-traveled. But thinking about everything that's been happening with this year, <laughs> definitely. I would definitely pack a bag and be out real quick. However, it's not as <laughs> that simple. It's easier said than done.
1: Mm, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I think this, this year has definitely um, magnified for a lot of Black and brown people the insignificance that we have to America as a whole. And it it just further, um, I I think it just, it just further plays into the role of like, if we're not valued here, there's got to be somewhere else where we are valued. And so how do we get, how do we get to that place? Because if if white people are treated the way, if white people are are treated with such privilege, with with such respect here, there's got to be a place where I get this same treatment and I need to find that and I know that's been a lot of, um, of the topic for a lot of conversations that I've had with my uh, my friends and my colleagues is just finding a place where we are treated like humans, like people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, not having to look over our shoulders, not having to worry about if our, if our sons, if our husbands, if our brothers, our fathers, when they leave home, that they're actually going to make it back home. You know, I know when, when my husband leaves to go, anywhere I find myself calling like constantly I I feel like a stalker sometimes I'm like hey you made it you all right you good and he's like I'm at work okay well I just need to make sure you're still there and you're breathing player because I don't know like it's just it's crazy but that's unfortunately that's the world we're living in these days
0: yeah definitely and a place where um us as black women are valued you know back in Back in ancient times, we ran kingdoms mm. right? we we held it down mm-hmm. right and 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 our 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 people they respected us, and something happened and I always say that the white man's in an excellent job, brainwashing us mm. and turning us against each other. I mean the work that was done there was Come just in. wow I mean. Good grief! That deserves an award. Mm-hmm. Um, and to this day, it's still playing out like it was some deep programming or reprogramming. rap. No, programming, reprogramming, reprogram. That is just like, man, y'all did it! Bravo, and not in a good way, but bravo, you you got you you did a number. Yeah, that was a mastermind shit. Not not. Mm. I was going to say something that was totally yes, but I digress right and so I know just speaking of you know black folk I know a lot of people are looking to leave the country so there was this article posted this month, month actually in International Living Magazine it's an online magazine um, that was specifically devoted to how to move out of the United States
1: Wow. <laughs> and,
0: they, in, in their study that they did, they had reported an increase of over a thousand percent of people looking to learn how, how do you leave? How do I get out of here? What? I'm not. This I, was I was in October of this month where- um of this was, year. Yeah. um, Yes, this year. And I was like, well, there's no shock there. Mm-hmm. And then there was the prior year in 2019, um, in January, Gallup came, Gallup did a poll, the Gallup poll. They came out with um, a study that showed that in 2019, 40% of women younger than 30, want, you know, at that time, wanted to leave the United States. And what was interesting is they were saying prior to then, people weren't really trying to leave because of political reasons. Mm-hmm. But they noted that in 2008, when Bush was president, there was an average of 11% of people who wanted to leave, you know, permanently. Mm -hmm. they had the opportunity, could I leave? And then, not surprisingly, when President Obama was in office, that number dropped to 10%. Mm -hmm. And now that Trump is in office, it's back up to 16% average. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's people trying to get out. I mean... Can you blame them? I mean, it's
1: just like, I mean, you hear all the time the old folks say, or how they said the old heads say, that this country's going to hell in a handbasket. I mean, and and it is. Like every, like, every time I turn on the news, and if I'm honest, because of how everything is going, I really had to, like, filter the types of the types of things I allow into my you know, into my space. So I don't even really mm. watch the news that often because it's just, every time it's just some more bullshit yeah. and I can only take in so much. But like every time you, you know, turn on the news, you you talk to somebody, you hear something, it's some other bull crap that's happening. And it's like, when is enough enough? Like, when is there going to be a systemic change that positively impacts black and brown peoples? Like, I am, I'm so sick of having the same conversations and the same, it's like, it's like we're on a hamster wheel. It just keeps going round and round. I don't, there's no change. I know that as a people, we've gotten ahead in many ways, but, but in, in many ways, we're still, we're still in the same place as our ancestors. And that's what's so frustrating. We're still fighting the same battles that they died for. And I just, it's infuriating.
0: It is. It reminds me um, of Ecclesiastes where, um, Solomon was writing about, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. And to me, that's history repeats itself over yep. and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, as from a human perspective, like a fleshly, a flesh perspective, man, it's just very really mind boggling. And like mm-hmm. you said, frustrating. Because now you have a child to mm-hmm. bring up in this time foolery. Right. It's like there's just, You know, I I
1: pray all the time that I'm here and alive and in my right mind, and that her father is here and alive in his right mind, Mm -hmm. to watch her grow and progress and become the you know the badass individual that I you know that I aspire for her to be, Um, and I just I hope that nothing takes takes us away from her, or takes her away from us because just it's it's just so is it there's like i said there's just so much you know and I, I mean i have i have nephews who were little boys who are now young men and i i worry for them all the time cuz it's just like they they're my babies you know even though they're like 20 something those are my babies and yeah, and i'm just like the world doesn't see them as babies they see them as you know predators and criminals and as threats and they won't give them the benefit of the doubt because they know, <laughs> you know, that they know their kind hearts. They, they'll shoot them down for nothing and they won't apologize for it. They'll make excuses for it. They'll cover it up and there will be no consequences, no repercussions and no change of behavior. And I don't look that good in orange. I look good in many things, but orange is not one of them. Mm. I don't want to have to go to jail for killing nobody. But, you <laughs> know, it's just, it's,
0: it's, it's crazy out here, man. It's crazy. And it's not new either. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm a, I imagine every wave of unrest, this topic would probably come up again. We'll probably see another article, yep. you know, God forbid, but in 10, 20 years from now, this is happening again. And I wouldn't be surprised if that number has significantly increased. So, you know, James Baldwin left in 1948 to escape you know, racial discrimination. And he returned almost 10 years after that to fight against the same discrimination that caused him to leave. So it's like, and I can understand that you leave cause you're so fed up and you're frustrated with the tomfoolery. But at the same time, you're sitting there, my, my Kim folk are over here going through this, dealing with this cause everybody just can't get up and leave and, right. you know, uproot their families. And he came back. So it, and it had that pull to come back. Like I have to come back. I have to fight the good fight with my people. Um, And here we are, if he was, you know, alive today, probably would just be shaking his head. Like, Mm -hmm. we did this, (laughs) we did this already. And another person, um, Tiffany Drayton, she's a writer, and she just wrote an opinion piece in the New York Times, um, June of this year, actually. And she left in 2013 because of racism. Mm -hmm. So I think it's things were just kind of like piling up, piling up. And then Trayvon Martin's murder was the straw that broke the camel's back. And and she was in, in in that article saying, you know, after that happened, it was just time to go. And I think yeah. she moved to Trinidad and Tobago with her sister. And I think this year um, she moved her mom over there with them. I, this year, last year, I don't remember. But, mm-hmm. I mean, dang, really? Our people built this country yeah. from ground up, right? Yeah. We're coming here back and forth before certain others knew that, oh, there's something beyond this land Mm -hmm. which we stand, right? And the whole idea of I have to leave, or people feeling like they need to leave or want to leave a place that their ancestors essentially built. Like, America wouldn't be America without Black folk. It just wouldn't. Hell no. Like. It would be still- Plymouth Rock, and that's it. <laughs> right. <laughs> People walking in circles, like, what do we do? They oh. wouldn't know nothing about no seasoning. Mm-mm. would <laughs> <laughs> be glad. would be angry. <laughs> right.
1: be hungry and shit. everybody be skinny because the food wouldn't taste no good.
0: I'd be like, Ooh. Eat some lorries, don't you?
1: <laughs> what is that, Crisco? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <coughs> Pardon me, but it's just an unfortunate thing. And I know they say the young people are our future, and they're going to be the ones who really, you know, make change, catalyze further change. Yeah. I, I I hope so. Um, i really do and i and i worry about them as well yeah because you know what is it they say uh, and correct me if i'm wrong your temporal lobe isn't fully developed until you're like in your 20s or something
1: Mm -hmm. for girls i think it's like uh early 20s and boys it's like mid to late
0: 45 oh mid to late
1: 30s mid to late 20s you (laughs) were oh oh, okay my bad (laughs) (laughs) giving them no credit
0: And that just because, you know, some, and I say that because sometimes they, they, oh, they're young people. God gonna bless them. And I just worry. I really worry. It's just like, you can't, you you gotta move with intention. You gotta Mm -hmm. be smart about things and you don't know it all. (laughs) (laughs) So fall back real quick and let some folk who've been there um, tell you some things. But I really do hope that they can catalyze some positive change.
1: You know, speaking of the young people, my stepdad, he's in his 70s, my pops. He says all the time, you know, he raves all the time about the strength, the fortitude, the um, perseverance of the young people. And he says a lot like, the young, the younger the the newer generations are smarter than we were mm. but they're weaker than we were mm, wow we, so they 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 have the mental intellect that our 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 ancestors didn't have but they also don't have the physical willingness or capacity that our ancestors used to have to endure certain things mm. and so <clears throat> i think about that and I mean, just, okay, so this is, I'm going to give you an example. So with the workforce, right? Our older generations, they used to, they finish high school, if they finished high school, and they would work a job until they retire, and they would work that job, that one job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they would ta- they would buy a house and take care of their 20, 20 kids <laughs> with that one job. Now, these kids, they don't even want to work for nobody. They, they want to come out. They want you to pay them. Six figures straight out of straight out of high school, <laughs> and if you're not gonna do it, they're gonna make their own shit because they're not following no directions. They're not doing what you tell them to do. <laughs> like they want to be their own people. She disrespected me. What did she do? She told me to come in at nine. Who does she think what? she is? Shoot. Like, so <laughs> they they have the mental capacity to do the things that we didn't do, but they're not as physically strong as we were. And I, when he said that to me, I, I think I was. I want to say I was in a high in high school again. Me and my mouth. I'm just like he don't know what he's talking about. He just old. <laughs> and as I'm getting older, and I'm looking at my nieces and nephews who are now entering the workforce, I'm just like, y'all are like that. They're they they're brilliant, super smart, so mm-hmm. ambitious, but they weak. They don't want to do nothing. Like they just uh, it's so frustrating. I'm just like if you had. The strength that your grandparents had and combined with your intelligence you would be a force to be reckoned with but i mean where do you think that comes from uh i think so that that, i think that's another topic like that's that goes into like the whole education system Mm -hmm. and i mean they took out all of the the um the technical skill stuff, like you, they used to teach yeah. masonry in school, they used to mm-hmm. teach us uh, uh, cooking skills, they used to teach, you know, a- automotive, there used to be physical, um, there used to be trades that you can learn in school. Mm-hmm. They've taken all of that out and they've paced, uh, placed an emphasis on education. Now, don't get me wrong, I love education. I got so many degrees, you got so many degrees, you know, we're educated individuals, and I think there's value in education. But I don't think that that's everything. Mm-hmm. And they, they have they have um, steered away from the physical aspects, and so mm-hmm. these children don't know traits. and so they they want to drive these fancy cars, but don't nobody know how to fix them. So <laughs> they have the money to you know to buy these vehicles, but shit, it's not running. They be like, well, what is that? The tail light. What is a tail light? Like <laughs> a tire need to be replaced? What's tire? like? Everybody's <laughs> like, well, I'll just I'll just buy AAA girl. Who like? My, I remember my dad made sure we knew how to change tires. He also made sure we had AAA. That was a backup, you know, because we're mm-hmm. also girls or we you know women, but we knew how to change the tire if we needed to. Mm-hmm. Man, I tell one of my nieces to change the tire, they be like my nails though, like <laughs> just
0: anyway well you will sit here though until you change this tie up though
1: no, they'll, they'll call AAA and they'll just wait and they'll be on their phone doing whatever they do you know it's just the the values are are different you know and i i think i think that's why they steered from you know the physical strength is because it's not there's not a um there's not a value placed on that anymore. People used to, you know, when you were in school, if you if you knew how to fight, that's what, you know, you need to be able to to defend yourself, physically mm-hmm. defend yourself. They don't fight no more.
0: They shooting, mm-hmm. stabbing. They weak. That's weak. Oh gosh, I can't stand it. Say it again. That is weak. Like Y'all listening out there, out yonder, popping somebody over something stupid mm-hmm. is weak. Like I don't even know how they get street cred with that, because mm. they all weak. Yeah, so like oh, that's cool, man. You did that. You, you're the boss now. No, you're not. That's because the
1: gangsters out here wearing skinny jeans and purses and ah!
0: shit. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, sagged the skinny jeans. Girl, come on. Where are we? What? When did? Oh gosh, when did that happen? Like, uh, what was the point in time where it was cool? for do for listen i'm a woman and i don't wear skinny jeans right (laughs) because i know everything isn't for everybody and skinny jeans is not for me i'm a i'm an
1: avid skinny jean wearer i just will say that for the record
0: but that's and that works for your body it don't work for mine like and i know things and you walking around with small pants hanging like snuggled right in your mid cheek area right yep yeah with a belt on <laughs> probably a gucci belt because probably. you know why not right and you hoard, <laughs> like come on <laughs> like i'm whore son no you're not
1: you look like it's hard to walk right <laughs> because you waddling like a penguin and that's not cute or sexy or nothing and that what kills me is that they have they have like women flock to these types of dudes. And I'm just like, yo, yo sis, like what's, what, what about this is attractive to you?
0: Not realizing they have the power to change the whole game. As a woman, like mm, we're not even entertaining you right now. And you best believe they will go to the store, buy a size 32, 32 that fits them and not try to squeeze in a 28. 30 like we're not doing that like oh man she's not even checking me now let me let me go get some clothes that fit good grief
1: i don't understand it and i see i if the if the lord sees fit to bless me with some sons they better not roll through here with that bullshit i'm snatching you up you know i dated one guy that tried to bust a sack i don't like sack and it's not cute to me I had one guy in high school who tried to bust a sag. He would come over the house all the time. And I never heard my stepdad say this to him, but he told me later that my, my pop said it to him He said, if I see you walking around here sagging, then get him I'll pull your pants down and fuck you.
0: Oh my God. He,
1: he said, because that's what that means. He said, that's what that means.
0: Oh my God. So
1: I don't, I never knew what had happened, but he just stopped sagging. Like just, all. <laughs> all of a sudden but my pops is old school like he just he just he says what he means and he means what he saying he just said it to the young man like I must have been like a sophomore I was young I was kid, and I'm just like I, I could imagine this like 15 and 16 year old boy who's like this grown-ass man yeah. said. but then my stepdad was like that's what that means like when you say and you advertise in your booty independent the let these let these niggas know like you ready so he was like, if that's what you're saying, you, you <laughs> had him and saying stop sagging. This young man now is a police officer. He don't be sagging <laughs> no more.
0: Like you know, he <laughs> All he needed was that strong male that's, influence. That's it. He just that
1: needed one, one time. Him. <laughs> but I remember look, I remember hearing that my papa told him, I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe you said that. He's like, I don't want to see his ass walk around my house. I'm trying to watch TV.
0: I mean, that could have went
1: it could have went another different way,
0: way cuz he could have been like i'm leaving the country now <laughs> after <laughs> him telling me that i got to go he, but i think i think that's the beauty of that that's
1: the beauty of my pops and we'll talk about that you know at some other point but like he knows he, he people know him don't mean no harm you know what i'm saying he know, they know people mm-hmm. people know that he doesn't mean any harm sorry but when he said it it was like that ain't cool like you think you cute you think you fly whatever but it's not and so, stop doing it because it's not for her; it's for dudes. And if that's what you want, you're gonna get get the wrong man's attention, basically. Right, right. And so, like I said, they that um they young man don't sag no more. He is a law-abiding citizen that upholds <laughs> <laughs> <opposed> the law.
0: <laughs> I wonder if he tells that story. You know, if he has a family or not, uh, or whatnot of his own, if he tells that story.
1: <laughs> I wonder that that's funny because that it, it resonated with me. I was like, he gonna leave me because you're over here threatening him
0: but he changed his life look at <laughs> <up>. <laughs> he is credited for changing that young look at that, look at that sound. sometimes a little threat goes
1: a long way <laughs> hey ain't nothing wrong with a little threat that's how I, that's how i'm the uh the force to be reckoned with today i used to get but a lot of threats back in the day
0: grief. wow i know i see young people sometimes out and sagging and i want to tell them like young man come on pull pull your pants up but i don't want to get assaulted because like we oh. were just talking about they're weak and yes. they're that they'll be able to just come at me sideways mm-hmm. so i'm like well you just want to say then go right ahead they do see and that's another thing
1: i am an avid curse like curse i say lots of cuss words i love them they taste good coming out my mouth <laughs> but i don't cuss in front of my elders
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, granted, a lot of my friends are older than me. That's different. <laughs> but my, like, my parents and like right. you know that little hierarchy there. I don't say. Or I try really hard not to say cuss words in front of them. Now, sometimes my mama she catches me slipping when I'm drinking with her, and then I'd be have to remember she ain't my friend. But you know, <laughs> most of the time I try not to say cuss words around my parents. But these kids now they cuss around whoever, whenever. Mm-hmm. I remember being in New York, we we're on the subway. You know, you get up for certain people, pregnant people, people with disabilities. If somebody got a whole bunch of groceries, you get up and they just be sitting there like they don't, you know, elderly people get on the, um, on the train. They don't move. And I'm just like, what happened? What happened to the respect that was distilled in us? See, that's where ass used to come into play. You know, listen, that's a topic for another time.
0: That's my favorite thing to ask people <laughs> when their kids do something. I'll be like, you're going to beat them, <laughs> not abuse them, but you're going to beat them. Whooping. and I'd be like, No, I'm gonna talk to him. I'd be like, Come on, can <laughs> I beat him? <laughs> yeah, but see, you know, you can talk and whoop, yeah, that, because that's we'll what talk- happened, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't I tell you? Yeah, I- <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a teachable moment,
0: yes, absolutely. Oh, okay,
1: you guys, that was good stuff. Let's go into our last section, Survival Skills 101, where we will give you guys um some tips that you can apply to your life so that you can continue to survive in this crazy world.
0: So I'll start with um something I want you all to think about, and I want you to really let it marinate in your spirit over the week and a square is even a circle is round so govern yourselves accordingly so that's all i got a deal what you have
1: mm. so i want to leave you guys with you can only do what you can do that's it thank you guys for listening to a city at our table present in black peace